Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining today's episode. Today I have with me my sweet friend, Melissa Gabriel. Hey Melissa. Hey, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Doing good. Good, I'm so glad to have you on the show. I know that God's going to really speak through you and you have a lot of godly wisdom to share and I always love your enthusiasm, so thank you so much for being on the show. You are welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, so Melissa, what has God really been like pressing on your heart lately? Um, In these last nine months of my life, um, God has really been showing me that we need that alone time. You know, if we're in if we're in a season of being single, um, just really taking that time uh, to be with God, you know, to listen to what he has to say and really go through our healing process, because I am um, single and divorced of six years. And so I was dating. Um, but of course I realized that I needed some more healing. And often when we go, you know, person to person or relationship to relationship, we're dragging everybody else through all of our nonsense or, you know, the wounds that haven't been healed. And so then we leave behind this trail of destruction, you know, of pain. Um, and so really, um, just having that alone time for men and women um, is a big thing. Um, and that's what I'm learning in this time. And that's what God has really pressed on my heart. Um, just to let people know that it's, you know, it's okay to be alone. You right. know, some people think that loneliness is a bad thing or maybe God created me just to be single. That's not true. God created us, you know, to love like people. It's a fear, you know, or, or there's doubt or unbelief you know, that God is showing me, like, we don't believe that God can be with us in our alone time, you know? Um, So I think it's just, you have to get to that point where you don't allow those things to come in, you know, or you're casting them out or casting them down. Right. Um, Because, I mean, I was in a relationship in a marriage for almost 20 years, you know, and then being by myself six years, like at the very beginning, it was really rough. But then when I really turned to God and started following God, um, it became easier. And then I thought I was ready to date, but then I was like, uh, I did that. And I still had some more healing, you know, but I think a lot of times we don't, we get into relationships or we're dating. We're like, oh, okay, I'm ready. And then we have all these issues, you know, with dating and relationships and we think it's the other person, but it's really us. So a lot of times we just don't take the time to look at ourselves and say, Hey, I still have some old wounds that need to be healed. I still have some things that need to be done, you know, within me. And we're never going to be 100% and we'll never arrive till we get to heaven, but at least we can look at ourselves yeah, and take time to work on us, you know, and the healing that needs to take place because, you know, those things lead to other, other issues if we don't do that. Right. And we've all heard that analogy, you know, like they say on the airplane, should we have the mask come down, you have to put yours on first, the oxygen mask, and then you can help someone else. Um, and right. that's, that's, I mean, that's so true though, because if we're not taking care of ourselves and we're not being filled, you know, by the Lord and, um, allowing ourselves that time with him, then we can't pour out if we're empty. That's true. So I completely agree. Yeah. So that, that's good. So, and okay, Melissa. So what I love too, is that you are doing a homeless outreach ministry. Can you tell us about that? Uh, yes, my uh, nonprofit, uh, which is Gregory's Heart of Hope, has partnered with the Link Church and several several other 
um, organizations and people throughout the city. Um, we started it the first weekend in August, and so every first and third Sunday, um, we serve the homeless in Oklahoma City, um, and it's at 900 um, West Reno, right next to a shell station. I made some connections out there. Um, it was not even a, a dream of mine, so to speak, but God, you know, provided the vision, and I was the one that um, just went through with it. I contacted different people that I know, and this has been their dream um, and vision. And so we go out there, we give them one hot meal, then we give them food to go, um, necessity items. Uh, the Link Church brings out a truck that has music on it. Um, so we play, you know, praise and worship music. And every first Sunday, we give them free haircuts. And then this month on the 21st, I believe, um, we will have our praise and worship team out there. And so it's just been amazing um, to be able to do that. So sometimes um, the resources come out of our pocket or from the Link Church, you know, or any other church um, that has participated. And we've just watched our life transform, you know, just from going out here. Um, and we're just able to love on these people and show them. Uh, the true love of Christ, you know, loving them where they are um, in the situation they're in. Um, we have a prayer team, you know, so we pray for people. So we do the, you know, Gregory's Heart of Hope hits the human side and the Link Church and any other churches that come out hit the spiritual side. So we kind of hit both sides um, when they're out there. And so we take a list of, you know, what their needs are and then we do our best to come back out and provide it. And I think our first weekend, we uh, fed maybe 50, and then our, the last weekend that we were out there, it was over 112. Wow. And so just in two months, it has grown. That is amazing. That is amazing. So you have people out there taking care of every part, the physical and spiritual part, and doing haircuts, food, I mean, telling them about the Lord. That is awesome. Yes, it has been amazing. So in that ministry, Melissa, like when you said you started that nonprofit, um, can you kind of tell us kind of how God started burdening your heart for that? Yes. Uh, in 2012, um, the day before Mother's Day, I lost my brother uh, to suicide. And February 2013, um, God, I was listening to this song and I was like, God, you know, what can I do with this situation? And that's when he gave me um, the dream and the vision of Gregory's Heart of Hope. I had about five minutes to come up with the name. Um, and I have some people that represent me um, through the duration of the business. Um, but it's actually just like coming, like I'm just really launching um, the organization. And so what I do is um, I try to help people that struggle in every area of life. Um, some, some of my work is done on Facebook. Um, if people are depressed, if people just need somebody to talk to, do they need resources for education, um, just whatever it may be, um, because we look at the deeper issue, right? Um, because there's a million things that could lead to suicide. Um, and so my brother, how I came up with the name was my brother had a big heart. He would give the shirt off his back. Um, and we wanted people to know that there's still hope. And so that's where we came up with uh, Gregory's Heart of Hope in honor of my brother. Wow. And I love that, Melissa. You took a situation that um, is dear to my heart, too. I've, you know, suicide is um, something that I even dealt with as a preteen. I almost took my life with suicide. And um, 
man, I, I love how you took that, though, and you let God use it for good, and you've let God get the glory at the end of the day with that. Melissa, what would you say to the ones that are listening right now that maybe they're depressed or they know someone that's depressed? Um, what kind of signs to look for? What can they do? Can you kind of pour out your wisdom on that? Yeah, sure can. Um, if you are dealing with somebody that's depressed or maybe you don't know that they're depressed, um, sometimes people withdraw. Um, they'll send text messages like, you know, I love you. Thank you so much for, you know, being there. Um, they will say things like almost like a goodbye, but it's it's in a code. There's different code words that, they're, that they'll say. Um, and so just making sure that you're always reaching out to family members um, and not saying a lot of times, and I see this on, on social media, and this is where my ministry comes in and why I'm a voice of reason a lot on social media. People will say, if somebody says, you know, this life is not worth it. Um, I've had enough. I can't take anymore. You know, people will say they're stupid or don't make that decision. Um, so just responding and saying, I'm here for you. What yeah. can I do yeah. to help you? Um, and a lot of times what I do is I don't, I also always don't say, um, because some people that are hopeless don't understand, like, where is God if I'm hopeless? And so just showing them, you know, the true love of Christ in you, um, and letting them know that you're there. Um, and a lot of times that's what I do. And I hit, you know, hit people's inboxes. Um, I know Facebook has a way that you can report that, um, you know, you can send some, you can send the police to somebody's house also, um, you know, if you can't, because if through text, you can get them to promise not to take their life, you know, once you're communicating with them, um, that's a good thing. But if you can't, then you can always send somebody to check on them. There's the, the biggest thing going on right now is we have a lot of uh, preteen and teenagers that are in group messages yeah. and you have these kids um, going back and forth, you know, because a boy doesn't like them or whatever. And they're saying, you know, thank you so much. Thank you for being my friend. Um, you know, just those simple little things that sometimes we can't see through. And then they're messaging other friends, you know, saying they want to kill themselves. And so also monitoring, you know, our children's phones, you know, because when they're in those group texts, somebody's feelings gets hurt, somebody gets made fun of. And so really um, being mindful of that. Um, but usually when people say they want to give up or, you know, today's not their day, any, any little thing that you see that is not positive or that their mood has changed or they withdrawn or you haven't heard from them, um, just reaching out, you know, and saying, I'm here for you. I do love you. Right. Um, and that will open up that gap for them to be able to talk to you. Yeah, definitely. I know that my mom, you know, and I have talked about it, and she said, I had no idea that you were feeling that way, you know, because you uh -huh. always seem so happy, and you, you know, and I, I would. I'm, I mean, I would put on a face, but then on the inside, I was just a horrible hot mess, and yeah, by the grace of God, I didn't take my life, um, but I know that there are those out there right now that, like you said, you know, they could be feeling alone, and they could... Um, have a bunch of different scenarios going on, like maybe a problem at hand or something that they haven't dealt with in their life that has just kind of grown into, you know, uh, whatever it is, bitterness, anger, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. There's just a bunch of different reasons. 
Um, yes. So, Melissa, what would you say to those that right now they're listening and uh, everything that you've said has kind of sparked something in them, whether they have been feeling suicidal or frustrated or whatever and feeling like there's no hope, what would you say to them that maybe God is trying to tell them and they can't hear it right now? I would say to them, because a lot of people think that that their family won't miss them or their friends won't miss them, that everybody will be okay, you know, if they just go ahead and take their life. It's not true um, because it has been um, the longest road for me. Um, even though I'm here and I have this nonprofit, um, I have suffered here greatly um, through this process. Um, it has been the worst pain that I have ever experienced. And so if you are at that point um, where you feel like you can't hear God or um, you're just so depressed to the point that you think that suicide is the answer, um, it is, it's not the answer. And there are there are people that do love you and do care about you. If you don't think that your family cares, um, you can reach out to me. Um, I know that there is a helpline uh, that AFSP um, regulates. The issue is that we we don't stop long enough just to hear God. And God um, has saved me. Um, I was suicidal after I lost my brother. And I was in traffic and waiting for me and my kids to be hit. And God came and he did rescue me. And so I know sometimes a lot of those people that, that, you know, if you are hopeless and you're feeling like God's not there, if you, if you think that he's not, I know that he is. And he's the only one that can prove that, but you can reach out to people that can be your sounding board, that can listen to you. If you don't want, if you don't want to talk to a counselor, um, if you're afraid of, you know, talking to other people, um, there's ways to text um, there's, there's different people that you can reach out to, but I know that your life is important, that you do have a purpose here. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, you know, being one myself that, uh, I battled depression and anxiety and, you know, when you're in that pit and it's almost like it swallows you and you are just stuck in that place, I would focus so much on the problem that it became so much more bigger than God was to me at that point because all I could focus on was the problem at hand and how I was feeling. And I wasn't remembering the facts over my feelings. I was holding on to these feelings, and, you know, feelings can be fickle. And, yes. you know, so, um, and the devil, I mean, he just has a heyday and fear is a liar and all those things, you know, he just tries to yep. trip us up. So man, girl, you got some good wisdom. <laughs> um, okay. So another exciting thing I, I will say, um, you know, I'm so excited about your ministry, what you're doing with the homeless and helping people. And another exciting thing that you're doing this weekend is you're having a conference. Can you tell about that? Yes, um, this weekend is Warrior Cry, and it is our our third year. Um, there's about five to seven of us that come from different churches and different backgrounds, 
Um, we're just, you know, genuine down to earth people that have real life stories of what God has done in our life. Um, and so we all come together each year around September, October and warrior cry is teaching women to be warriors in Christ, um, teaching you to get on the, on the battlefield, um, teaching you to war, um, to pray. And this weekend is something different. We're going to have some breakout sessions and our topic is metamorphosis. So we're going to talk about the spiritual metamorphosis, the transition, the transformation, the process that you go through um, spiritually um, once you, you know, turn your life over to God and decide that you want to change and how that process goes. And so that's what we'll be talking about this weekend. And I'm really, really excited um, because it's something different for us. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I got to speak, um, I think it was last year, the year before, um, at that conference. And I will tell you guys that this conference is top notch. It is amazing. And they talk about real and raw things that, um, a lot of conferences don't talk about, but I'm just so excited for it. And how can people find out more information about this conference if they want to attend? Um, Warrior Cry is on Facebook, and then I know it's Warrior Cry Metamorphosis, and it's on Eventbrite. Um, Tickets are $10, um, and if you can't, of course, if people can't afford to pay, if they just contact us, we've had some people that have also donated tickets, um, so we want to make sure that everybody can attend. I love that so much. And Melissa, I know, you know, that you are a prayer warrior. You are, and you are one that gets in there and you're not afraid to, you know, pray over someone. And can you tell people right now, like, why is it important for us to pray? Um, the, the first thing, it's important for us to pray so that we have uh, our relationship strengthens with God. Because um, when we pray, that's really um, the biggest time of communication and then being able to hear him. And also being able to um, cover ourselves with the armor of God because the prayer activates the full armor um, as we go out into this world because we know that um, – we're not of this world. We're just in it. Um, and Satan is the God of this world, but God is the God over everything. So we always want to make sure that we're covered um, and prayer covers us. Um, prayer, like a lot of times when you have fear, this is an example. I've had a fear in the pit of my stomach and it had to do with one of my kids. I didn't know at the time. And so I just started praying while I saved one of my children. Because mm. um, a lot of times people think, oh, that was God's plan. This was no, but God, I mean, in his word, it says, you know, to speak those things as if they were, though they're not. And so when you're praying and you're speaking things and declaring things, that that changes the whole dynamic of an outcome. And people sometimes people don't understand that. And so, um, you know, we have the right to be healed. Um, everything that it says in his word, we have the right to have that. And sometimes people think that, oh, this is just the way it's supposed to be. No, we have the right. And so that's where prayer um, comes into play, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I have a war room and praying for your family, praying for your prayer changes things. We can't change people, but prayer can change things. And so um, it really makes for me a better day and a better life if I get up and pray, you know, in the morning and speak those things as if they were, though they're not and speaking life over myself and my family. And I've really watched, um, lots of things happen. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so maybe those, I know what a war room is, um, but maybe those that don't know what that means, they haven't seen the movie and they don't really know, what is a war room? Sure. Um, It's a secret place. Like for me, mine is a closet. Some people have, it may just be a corner of your room or it may be your room, whatever you choose for your area of your time to pray. And I just have um, different verses, different prayers that God has given me. Um, different requests, you know, for my children. Um, If somebody has has a prophecy for me, whatever it is that somebody spoke, um, I hang that up in the war room. And when I go in there, it's just, I feel a sense of peace. Yeah. um, Because of, you know, I'm I'm in that moment with him. Like I'm really in his presence in that time. And so, um, you know, if you have to get away from the kids, you know, whatever it is, if you just need a moment to yourself, this is a great thing to have the war room, you know, where you can just go in there and some people don't like other people to hear them pray. They don't feel comfortable. They're not confident. That's where I built my confidence was mm-hmm. in that war room. Yeah, girl. That's awesome. I know I have, um, some prayer journals is what I do and, I kind of either am in my living room or my bedroom, you know, when I do my quiet time with the Lord. Um, But, yeah, I I love looking back at prayers and seeing how God answers the prayers. And there's some prayers that I know I'm still, I think I've been told to wait. You know, God's telling me to wait on those things. And so just waiting. But, I mean, God always answers prayers. And God is faithful. And He keeps His promises. And so I encourage you right now, if you don't have a war room, if you don't have a prayer journal, I encourage you to have those things because you'll be amazed by looking back at, you know, the prayers that have been spoken over you or you just praying to the Lord and what God's done. It's really, really encouraging. Well, Mm -hmm. Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show today. And I'm so thankful that you were on here and thank you for your transparency and just you being you, girl. I, I really appreciate your friendship. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. And so how can people get a hold of you if they would like to have you come speak at their conference or at their um, place of worship or their business? How could they get a hold of you? Okay, I have a few ways. Um, Gregory's Heart of Hope has a Facebook page. Um, I'm also on Facebook. My name is Melissa Gabriel, um, and I grew up in Louisville, Texas. Uh, My email is theoriginal.com. Melissa Gabriel at gmail.com. And then my business phone number is 405-474-7188. Awesome. And so if churches want to get involved with your nonprofit, they can get a hold of you through that, right? Yes. Awesome. That is so amazing. Well, I'm just so excited to see what God does. And I know that uh, your nonprofit is just going to continue to flourish and grow, sister, and reach the multitudes. And I'm excited to get to watch that. I'm excited, too. I cannot wait to see, <laughs> you know, the next the next level. We won't be able to make this stuff up. I mean, we cannot make this stuff up. Oh, you know what? That's another thing. Melissa does this all the time. I have to say this before we get off here. But she is so cute because, like, she's like, I just can't make this stuff up. You can tell people what God does. And, I mean, it's only because of God. And that's where you get that expression. And you've made T-shirts. And I love it so much. <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, it's definitely one of the best things. I mean, because you can't. Like, if when you retell a story of what God did, people are just looking at you like, 
I'm like, yeah, I can't make this stuff up. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if people look in the Bible, I mean, you can't make that stuff up. I mean, it's just kind of like, whoa, you know? Yep. Uh, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Melissa, and God bless you, sister. And again, if you want to get a hold of her, I know that she will bless you tremendously. She's an amazing speaker, amazing woman of God, and I'm so thankful to have you as a friend. Thank you so much for having me. You guys have a great day. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.